Hey, what's up, everybody? Fred here, and you're, what you're about to listen to is a uh, YouTube live stream that was that aired on August 10th, and it's a tasting of four really, really interesting uh, whiskeys, three of which I was, like, over the moon about them. But uh, thought you would like to enjoy that on your drive or however you listen to this podcast. But uh, the audio came directly from a live stream on YouTube, so there's uh, some fun question and answer period in there as well. So you'll get glean some some uh, interesting information. But it's also important to note that if you're not subscribing to my YouTube channel, you know sometimes uh, I pop on and do live streams like that. So head on over there and click subscribe while you're at it. But enjoy this uh, YouTube live stream. Cheers. Well, hello, everybody. It is so good to see you all or be seen. I see a bunch of you all in the chat already. I'm going to go ahead and just um, kind of let it uh, let folks kind of come in before uh, before I start. But want to give a shout out to uh, got Mark just joining us. How's it going, Mark? Always good to see Mark in the house. You know, Mark's a longtime uh, viewer. He's somebody that would understand that uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop song. You know, we're talking two years old, that song. It's uh, really nice to uh, to be busting that out tonight. Got Saucy Shane in the house. Saucy, good to see you. Good to see you. Got uh, Barry Pulliam in the house. Freshly blue. I like the... Uh, I like the... Uh, the the icon you got there, freshly blue, looks like a looks like an old whiskey maker there with a nice big thick beard. I like that. I like that a lot. Base of all in the house. Good to see you there. Southern Overdrive 2009. What's up? How's it going? Pop 'em, don't watch 'em. K Luke says, uh, K Luke from my brother Jonathan Masano. It's the real deal. I'm excited to taste it. Rob D is joining some lucky uh seven six year. All right, all right, all right. So as we are waiting for folks to jump in, go ahead and put in the chat, what are you tasting tonight? I'd love to know what you are tasting tonight. Let's go ahead and uh, find that out. I'm happy to comment it. Ask any questions uh, as tonight's live stream goes. And if you'd be so kind, hit that like button. It helps other people find the find the, the episode, the channel, and and all that good stuff. So always, always nice to see a lot of likes. It means uh, it means I'm doing something right. And it's been a while since I've done one of these live streams. So apologies to everybody who got accustomed to all my live streams and then I just kind of bailed on you. Just note I've been busy in in a lot of good ways. And um, Mike uh, is outside taking a walk, but he'll be drinking in spirit. Greg Harris having some Eagle Rare Ten Year. Always a solid pour there. Uh, SMK, some four rows of small batch. Right on, right on. Chris is having some Jack Daniels triple mash. Isn't that stuff great? I love that. I love that release. I mean, that's definitely going to be in my top 100 this year, if not in the top uh, third. Uh, Freshly Blue is going to be tasting some uh, broken barrel with me. So, That'll probably be uh, the first or second thing I taste there, Freshly Blue, so you can taste along with me. Okay, okay. So uh, keep uh, keep it coming in. Let me know what you are tasting. Baseball is uh, having some Talisker, uh, so we're in uh, 
He's uh, sipping on some uh, scotch, and that's all right. So you will see in my uh, cor- upper upper right-hand corner right here, you will see a uh, thumbnail to the Kentucky Bourbon Benefit. Unfortunately, uh, we have to have this. Uh, it's a benefit organized by the Kentucky Distillers Association, my team, Westport Whiskey and Wine, and uh, Bourbon Crusaders. And we are trying to raise money for the flood victims of eastern Kentucky. I don't know if you have seen the the carnage, the damage that's taken place, and it's pretty bad. Uh, eastern Kentucky is definitely underwater. It's, it's, we're try- we want to be there for them. We want to raise as much money as we can. The money goes to the Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief Fund for uh, that the governor has organized. So we're trying to do as much as we can to uh, to help those victims. And that auction actually goes live uh, tomorrow. It goes live tomorrow. You can go to KY if you can go to kybourbonbenefit.com right now and just uh, you know sign up to become a bidder. And that way you have the information. You'll also, if you subscribe to my email, which if you don't, you can go to fredminnick.com to get that email. And you'll have it, links and information. And I'll be sharing throughout social media and everything. But here here are a few highlights for you uh, that are going to be up in this auction. First of all, you can, uh, last time we raised $3.4 million. So this bourbon community never never ceases to amaze me like how much they want to give how much they want to help um in addition to the distillers donating and the private collectors donating you know you have people who are willing to spend a lot of money to get these experiences and all that money goes to the victims i uh i donated a few things so i donated a private tasting peggy no stevens and i are uh, doing a tasting at Watch Hill Proper, where, of course, I've got a dinner series. So we are doing, we're going to do a fun vintage uh, tasting at Watch Hill Proper. So it's Bourbon Hall of Famer and uh, family member, Peggy No Stevens. Um, I also da- donated a bottle of my Elijah Craig barrel pick. So that's something to keep your eye on. Um, you saw earlier in the first picture you would have seen, uh, Smoke Wagon donated that bottle. It's one of their rare and limited bottles. Willet has donated a 10-year barrel. That's right, a 10-year barrel. Just imagine what the value of that thing is going to be in 10 years. So we really think that one is going to um, really make um, make a lot of noise in the auction. Uh, what I'm really excited about is New Riff. Has donated an eight-year, an eight-year pick, the first eight-year coming out of New Riff. That's super exciting. You've got experiences from Michters. Uh, Jim Beam has donated a bottle of the Lineage. Um, Buffalo Trace has donated a, a bunch of Blantons. There's a lot of Wellers that have come up from private collections. Uh, my team donated a Weller and an, uh, an Angel's Envy Cash Strength as well. So you're you're going to see a lot of things, and unlike that last auction, I feel like the last auction did not have a lot of items that that a lot of people feel like they could buy, like under that four hundred dollar mark. I think there's going to be a lot of value. I will get I will do a live stream and preview this auction so everybody can take a look, and I will uh, comment on what I think could be deal where there could be deals. Um, I will comment on that. 
So I want everyone to to bid. I want to donate if you can. But just remember, it's not about getting a value. It's not about getting uh, something that will, um, you know, uh, what? How should I put this? It, it's not about finding a steal for your collection. It's it's really about helping uh, Eastern Kentucky. So. You know, Doug Pendleton asks, I wonder if you'll beat that $800,000 Willet. Uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. But, you know, we're going to try. We're going to try. But so make sure you go to kybourbonbenefit.com. That's kybourbonbenefit.com. And uh, click uh, click on the uh, the bidding stuff. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go through... What I am tasting tonight, everybody, please get those uh, questions in. Now, one of the thing, uh, one of the things that I, I have done for my live streams is uh, it's subscribers only can comment uh, for a couple reasons. One, that it, it's easier for me to track. Sometimes when I'm going, it's uh, it's hard to track it because I got a little bit of square feed like that. And believe it or not, even though I'm wearing glasses, my eyesight is getting worse. So. Yeah, I might be wearing those big old thick Coke can glasses here pretty soon, <laughs> or those Coke bottles. Uh, uh, so that so there's that, and also it kind of cuts down on some of the riffraff. Uh, it has it hasn't been in a while, but a couple of years ago, the administrators had to really uh, take out a lot of really nasty folks. Not even commenting about me or whiskey, just bringing in political agendas and things like that. We don't want that here on this channel. But if you haven't already, click the like button, become a subscriber, uh, join the chat. It's excited. I'm excited to have you all here. I'd like to tell you that I do regular live streams. I used to. It's difficult for me, uh, especially uh, lately. It has been um, it's been a whirlwind uh, this past year. Uh, A.W. comes in uh, with a question. Fred, a uh, question about the wood used for corsets and whips. I'm getting the exact same high-end wood chip flavors I get on other craft whiskeys. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they use Barrel Mill there at uh, Journeyman. Jer and uh, Barrel Mill uh, has a lot of extraction sometimes. So I would like to know the batch number that you have. Um, you know, I'd like to have the batch number you, that you know that you got, and maybe um, maybe that that could be it. But also at the same time. You know, there is a that those journeyman corset whips, uh, they are like a you you could be in a certain mood, very sensitive to oak one day and not so sensitive the next day. So I would say try that on three different days, like try it on a day that you would be craving Mexican food. And the reason why I say that is because you crave bitterness and spice, um, you know, it, so mix it up when you taste it. You might actually see it's just like you might be more sensitive to bitterness on one day than another. Um, SMK says the uh, the sight comes with age, I suppose. So I did just turn 44, so I, I think it is not coincidental that I'm uh, getting up there and, and age and gray hair and the, and the sight is going a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, it it is the uh, is what it is. I suppose is what it is. AW, I will take a look. I'll uh, look into that a little bit more for you. Uh, go ahead and hit me up on fredminick.com. Uh, hit the contact button, and I will be happy to uh, 
to jump in there and you know see what I can find for you. Phoenix Fryman says, Fred, I've heard you were originally a wine critic. What made you join the whiskey industry? Do you ever see yourself going back to wine? Great question, Phoenix. It's true. I was uh, I was writing about wine and whiskey at the same time. Um, but I actually started writing about whiskey before wine. My first article on um, whiskey was written in 2006, published in 2007. But I had a lot of opportunities in wine because of my background in agriculture. I used to, uh, my degrees in agriculture communications from Oklahoma State, go Pokes. And I uh, I knew a lot about how things were grown and soil and um, I was able to apply that into wine on the on the grape side. I always had this kind of like journalistic uh, instinct, and in so I would just follow like winemakers and ask these particular questions. And and I kind of like the wine industry kind of grav- gravitated toward my style of writing. And then I I, I trained with master sommeliers like Paolo Barbieri uh, from uh, Las Vegas, uh, as well as uh, Isabel from. Uh, from the fat duck in London. Uh, so I trained with these folks and I had some, uh, some classes in France as well, but I, and I was up for uh, best wine writer of the year under, in the under 35 category in 2012. And I was, um, in this room with like all these icons, like Jancis Robinson, all these icons of wine. And I just looking around and I didn't get the award, but I was looking around and I was thinking, I just want to be around Jimmy Russell, Parker Beam. I wanted to be around all of the all of my bourbon friends. And I just imagine Fred No in a corner saying shit 35 times, you know, and uh and cracking me up a little bit. So um I, I gotta say, you know, that was the moment for me, but there there were a few reasons why I, I switched full time to, to bourbon. One was was kind of a it was it was largely it was largely passion. I'd say it was eighty five percent passion, but there was a little bit of a of a business reason. Um, it was very hard to write about wine at the world stage, living in Kentucky, and very easy to write about whiskey on the world stage in Kentucky. So I made that decision, and but bourbon hadn't really started. I mean, it had just begun its kind of like takeoff into what it is now. So I'd say um, that decision was probably one of the best decisions. I, I would put it after like, you know, joining, uh, joining the military, you know, marrying my, marrying my wife, uh, joining the military, going to Oklahoma state, you know, and a few other things, but I would put choosing bourbon over wine. Uh, one of my top 10 decisions of all time. Number one, of course, being with, uh, being with the woman who is now my wife. Also, speaking of family, big shout out to my eight-year-old boy, Oscar Leo, who started his first day of school. Oscar, if you're watching this, love you very much. Very proud of you. And um, I'm excited to see that report card this year. All A's. This is third grades when colleges really start looking at you. It's when they start looking. So if you want to get into Harvard Law School, buddy, it begins this year. Of course, I said that last year, too. Uh, Big Whiskey. Uh, will you be at Grain and Grits this year down in Townsend, Tennessee, for those who haven't heard of it? You know what? I've been invited. I really, really want to go. Um, I have I have really been selective about my travel, and so I get hired for a lot of private tasting events, a lot of private events, 
and I I try to I try to limit like the industry events that I go to, just because I have two young kids and uh, my wife has a very very uh, important job, and I don't like being away from my family. So unless there is um, unless there is a reason for me to be at an event. Uh, I'm I'm not going uh, in the local event that includes the local events. I mean, um, I just can't tell you how much I enjoy being with my kids, you know, and we may not even be doing anything and I may just be getting punched in the gut randomly as I'm walking through the house. But I love every minute of it. I love being around my, my wife. So um, I, I just I like try to, you know, do as much family stuff as I can. But Obviously, I travel a lot for work, so I minimize the amount of travel I can. Uh, Tim, do you do I have a problem? I have approximately three hundred bottles of wine and seventy-five plus bottles of bourbon. Tim, you do not have a problem. A lot of that money that you have spent on those bottles are going to taxes. So you, my friend, are helping build the infrastructure, the schools, and the roads. Of the United States of America. So you, my friend, are actually a philanthropist. Think about that for a second, Tim. Okay, so keep those questions coming in. Tonight is not going to be like past nights where I'm really focused on the tasting and I'm not answering questions. I'm going, uh, you know, I'm going to actually be uh, tasting these and uh, and talking to you. So if you have a question while I'm tasting. I'm going to jump in and answer that question. So let's go over what I'm tasting tonight. Uh, I'll um, I will have a, a little description about each one of them as we're going. So we're tasting a barrel batch 33. This is a composite of uh, bourbon from Tennessee, Indiana, and Kentucky. And they range from five, six, seven, and nine-year-old barrels. However, however, when you look at the label, it says five years old. I'll tell you a little bit more about that once we get to once we get to the uh, to that on the tasting. But I do want to say, uh, Yanks Rule three eleven says Fred's also a politician. I want you all to know, throughout my life, people have asked me to run for office from when I was in college. Um, to now, even now people try to get me to run for office. I wouldn't touch political office with a 10 foot pole. Ain't no way I would put my family through that or put myself through that. Have you seen what they do to politicians? I mean, it's like every five seconds, there's a a probe into somebody for farting in the wrong direction on a plane and thinking how that might impact the jet fuel. Ain't I ain't getting anywhere near American politics. Now there might come a time where I would do something like run for school board, but that's that would be the extent of of politics. And frankly, even just saying that I would think about running for school board, I I kind of felt sick in my stomach because I I think I just threw that out. So yeah, I, I'm no don't even put that out there, uh, Yanks rule. I don't want politics. No way, no how. Mm-mm. No sir. Uh, Garrison Brothers. Uh, this is the Guadalupe. This is like kind of become like their uh, their standard. One of their like this is a very coveted bottle. People uh, chase this thing like crazy. It is a it is a composite of um, 
uh, four to six year old. So it's aged for you know it's got composite of four to six year old bourbon that is then aged for an additional two years in tawny port cask in uh, Texas. So this is year in year out. People like go batshit crazy over this one. So I'm excited to taste that. I've already had a nip of it, and it's a funny story how I got the got the bottle. So I'm happy to share that with you. Uh, this is Broken Barrel uh, Cash Strength. This is one of those products that's come on the market. It's got a lot of fans, uh, but it's also gotten a lot of enemies. I think that I'm probably going to be somewhere in between on that. So what they do is is they take uh, two-year bourbon, put it in a tank, and they chop up a bunch of barrels, and they put it in there as like a, a finishing process. Um, they're fully transparent about it, but um, I don't know how I feel. I don't. I really don't know how I feel about the process because, you know, I am a traditionalist. I'm open about that. I talk about that all the time. I mean, hell, even a barrel finish when bourbon's on the front of the label, you know, gives me, you know, heart palpitations. So, like, this is this is a li- this might be a little bit too far for me, but I'm not going to judge it on process. I will judge it on how I think about it from a uh, how it tastes. So, I'm going to give the try to give this a fair shake, and uh, we'll see we'll see what I think. Now, I I think this is probably going to be this is probably going to be one of the more intriguing. Uh, new whiskeys of 2022. This is K Luke, or if you look at it closely, you can see, look at it closely there, there's a period in between the K and the L. I was calling it Kluke all uh, from the moment I got it. I was like, hey, I'm going to have me some Kluke whiskey. Then I was like, or is it Kluke? Is it Kluck? You know, and I was like going through all of these different pronunciations of Kluke. And uh, come to find out, uh, come to find out, that uh, there's a period there, and it's K Luke, uh, and it's actually started. It's actually started by one of, in my opinion, one of the best retailers in all of uh, in the entire country, the entire world. Uh, John Massiano is uh, an incredible barrel picker. Uh, he has a uh, Lincoln Road Lincoln Road package store in Mississippi, and it's exciting to see him starting his own brand. So excited to uh, excited to taste that one, and so that is your lineup for tonight: K. Luke, Broken Barrel, Garrison Brothers, Guadalupe, and then Barrel Bourbon, Batch Thirty Three, Batch Thirty Three. Um, Kevin Barber says, "Shake it more than twice, then you're playing with it." Kevin, that is true. That is true. If you'd like to be like Kevin, click that like button. Put a comment in the uh, in the in the comment section. Ask any question that we have uh, that you have as we go. I'm gonna go. I just spilled water all over myself. What the? I don't know what the hell's wrong with myself these days. I'll be. I'll have a microphone near me, and it's like I have this like uh, dangerous desire to spill water on it. And uh, sure enough, I damn near spilled water all over my computer. All right, so I'm going to go ahead. What do I want to start with? Hmm. Uh, Chris, thank you, thank you for the uh, um, thank you for the correction on the on the on the on the liquor store. It's Massiano's uh, Wine and Spirits. 
Jamie is a Lincoln Road package store. Both iconic, am I right? Both iconic. But thank you for that correction in the chat. Uh, boy, I, I, here we are. I'm, I'm like 10 minutes into the tasting. I've already screwed up. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and start with, uh, with that one here. We're going to start with the K. Luke. Uh, this is a blended straight bourbon whiskey. And let's see here. I'm gonna. I've got the notes of what all this is. Uh, all what's in here. Uh, it is a small batch blends of you know flavor profiles that he's putting together. This is coming from. Um, let's see. He's got some 15 year in the rotation coming up. Uh, he's got a he's got a 15 year single barrel that's being released. He's got uh, 350, 350 barrels over eight years, so he's at it blending. He is uh, bottling this at BBC, so Bardstown Bourbon Company. And by the way, if you have not seen my Bardstown Bourbon Company review on uh, Discovery Batch, uh, Discovery Batch um, Nine, go check that out. That is, that is so good, so good. So you can see what I am tasting right there. Go ahead and try to. There you go. Yeah, I'll put. I'm gonna put it over here. How's that look? That looks better. Southern Overdrive asks the question, what's the worst whiskey you've ever tasted? That's an easy one for me. Uh, it was a Mexican bourbon made in the 1920s. It tasted like brute cologne and smelled like goat shit. Uh, whiskey decisions. I just I, I started the whole thing out, the whole discussion today. He asked a question, tell us something about the auction tomorrow. I, I started the whole thing talking about that, but there's a 10-year Willet that's going to be available, an 8-year New Riff. You can go to kybourbonbenefit.com to sign up. Okay, this is smelling a lot like pepper. Like pepper right out of the shaker. I mean, you take in the you take the top off of the shaker, put your nose in there, smells like pepper. Really, really, really peppery. Damn. Oh, this right here, this right here was made for a, for a bourbon drinker now. Woo. This reminds me of Booker's. Has a lot of like these peppery kind of notes in the back. It's got some cornbread in the middle. Then there's like this like uh, tapioca kind of note to it. Really. K. Luke, uh, this, uh, this first batch of blended straight bourbon. Absolutely, absolutely a home run by Jonathan. Home friggin' run. Home friggin' run. Kevin Barber wants me to break down that pepper note a little bit for him. (sighs) 
I think it's a really, really fresh, really fresh uh, black, cracked black pepper. So think about like, um, you know, you got the you got the fresh pepper and it's getting cracked right there for you right over the steak. That's what it smells like to me. Yeah, and then after that um, black pepper note, I get uh, I get a really nice cornbread. Cornbread is one of those quintessential notes for me for Booker's. So when I said that it tastes and smell tastes like Booker's for me, that's the note I'm kind of gravitating toward. Uh, this is exciting. This is exciting, and I and I gotta say, like I, I'd like to see more of this. You know. I know that there's a lot of other brands out there that have the ability to get the same bourbon that's in here uh, to blend with, but they ain't coming out with something that's this good. So huge home run here for the first um, for the first batch from K. Luke, a blended straight bourbon whiskey. I like that a lot. I'm going to keep that glass filled. That might actually be in contention for my favorite of the night. That was really, really friggin' good. But uh, go ahead and let's keep those questions coming in. I'm just wanting to have some fun with you all tonight. Click the like button for me. And if you haven't already, go to kybourbonbenefit.com and sign up to, um, sign up to you know, bid, bid tomorrow. We go live at noon. There's going to be a lot of really cool things. And, hey, looky here. We got Mash and Drum in the house. What up, Mash and Drum? Hold on. Let me find my horn. Whoa, 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 mash and drum in the house, mash and drum. My boy Jason is going live at 9 o'clock, so make sure you jump over there to see him. Uh, he'll be talking about some things as well. Southern Overdried, is the K. Luke available in the Kentucky area? Well, let me take a look here at my sheet. I've got a long email here from uh, Jonathan Malciano. And I have no idea if it's available in Kentucky. No idea. Boy, really good job, Fred. You uh, did all this research, huh? And uh, can't even tell us of what market it's in. Real good job. Oh, you've been covering bourbon for 15 years and can't even figure out the markets. Way to go, pal. Way to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. But. I am sure that we will be able to find out soon enough. I will say that this is uh, for a first for a first batch. Not only is it a home run, it's a World Series hit kind of home run. Huge, 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 huge win for uh, for the first uh, batch from K. Luke. Um, somebody asked me if the Discovery series, and I can't find it in the chat, so I apologize for not getting your name. Oh, here we are. Here we are. It's Yank's Rule. Yank's Rule with the um, a lot of questions tonight. Is Discovery worth the price? I'd have to pay one hundred and fifty dollars online. Look, uh, every every you know, money is different for everybody, but there's not a lot of products out there that I would say yes, it's worth the money. Um, when you get up there, and I think this, the Discovery series from BBC has been home run after home run. There's only a couple of them I didn't like. I don't think I was a big fan of three, four, um, and 
five. I think three, four, and five. I don't think I was the biggest fan of, but big fans of everything else has come out of there. And Discovery Nine is mwah, Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss, good. Um, all right. So uh, let's see the ascot, Fred. The mic has covered it. All right. So here's the ascot. It's kind of a. It's kind of a. You know, camouflagey kind of camouflagey look. Going incognito today. Uh, I just kind of pieced myself together. I did a radio show today and and was uh, you know had a jacket, but you know didn't uh, didn't didn't really you know didn't really I didn't really get the wardrobe all out. Let's just put it that way. Somebody asked me, uh, Douglas asked me, what do I think? Uh, oh, let me see here. Um, somebody asked me, who just asked me this? Um, somebody asked me in here and I can't find it now. Oh, here it is. AW thoughts on hidden barn getting snatch up and offered on secondary already. You know, the, the first reviews have been in on that and people just want it, uh, because it's new and sexy and it's out there. Uh, I'm told that the second and third batches will be out pretty soon. I have not tasted it yet. You got to remember, I was just on vacation. Then I had a bunch of stuff in Las Vegas. And then I'm going to, uh, I'll be in New York next week. I'm going to go hang with uh, Killer Mike and Rage Against the Machine in the, uh, um, in Madison Square Garden. And then I, then I got some uh, media stuff coming up. But I will be doing a live uh, broadcast if you are in the New York area and would like to come. Stay tuned for details on that. Uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So here we go. All right, I can start now. Danny has joined. Been a while. We haven't seen Danny in a while. So now we're going to go to the uh, Broken Barrel Cash Strength. You're going to see the details of, uh, of what is in this. Now, this is Broken Barrel. Is two year Green River, put in a tank, and those additional uh, uh, pieces of oak are used from former barrels or new barrels. I do like their bottle a lot. I like I like these. Uh, I like the bottles. Um, like they have the the text coming out of the glass like that. It feels like I can grip it, you know, like run with it if I needed to. So let's take a look at it here. I see some you see those uh see those particles in there? You know, that's uh you can see some uh some flocking. Uh that's not to be that you know, that's not someone's like dentures falling out in there. That's like uh it's actual fatty acids. So I don't know if you can see that. I'm trying to get a good angle for you. I mean, I can see it really well, but you should see some. Um, and that's that's why they that's why they do chill filter. By the way, I can see myself in here. That looks kind of creepy. Ooh, I'm upside down. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's weird. Um, but anyway, so chill filtration, you know, removes. Uh, removes a lot of that but it also in my opinion takes out a lot of the uh lot of the flavor so here we go
very, 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 very stark uh, green oak, like fresh oak. The nose is not making me very excited. I'm very public. I do not like over oak products. I don't like astringent stuff. Um, I, I really hate fresh oak smell. Fresh oak can be a part of the smell. Uh, it can be, you know, even the second leading thing in there. But when that's all you smell in a glass... I mean, the positive is it doesn't smell like puke. It doesn't smell like dirty armpits or drywall or like a dead cat, you know, fermenting on the side of the road. It just smells like oak. And I just don't know if that's, you know, it's a $50, depending on your market. I mean, it's a $50 uh, product, but this is the broken barrel cash strength. Oh, boy. Drums and Dram says, poured this one with you, Fred. Smells very green and sappy. I think that's a good call out. Um, you know, I'm calling it green oak, fresh oak. Um, the, um, you know, green and sappy is a good is a good call out. Drums and Drams. Um that's it's very similar you know on the palate the palate is a bit of an upgrade from the nose but it's it's not it's not a complete loss on the palate uh, but it's still it's still over oaked um, there's a ton of bitterness in here that I don't want. And we're talking bitterness from Oak. Um, it's, and, and, and I think that's by design. You know, I think people, I think there is a market that loves Oak. Like Kenny, my boy, Kenny from Bourbon Pursuit. We, you hear him, um, you hear, you hear us, you know, talking about it all the time. He likes that sweet Oak note. I, I just, I can't get on, get on board with, with the taste of Oak. You know, I just can't. But in addition to oak, I'd say there's some notes of dirt, mushroom. Um, there's a little bit of clove and cinnamon. But this is not this is not one that I'm going to get very excited about. But if you like oak, if you like earth, if you like, um, uh, a, I don't want to say pungency, but just something that's a little bit more in left field. Um, I think this could be a fit for you. I'm going to taste it one more time. Yeah. 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 So this is, this would be for the Oak lovers in the crowd. You got someone in your in your crowd that loves oak. 
I think this will be a good fit for him. So that would be my recommendation. But if you're if you're a little bit more like me, uh, I I don't like that fresh oak, you know. So that's uh, that's just my thoughts there. Now let's keep those questions coming in. Uh, glad a lot of people were able to drink that with me. Some people some people agreed, some people disagreed, and that's fine. Now, we do have one comment in here saying from a saucy Shane, saucy, saucy Shane, saying that I should uh, check out the rye, the 105 proof rye, saying it's a solid pour. I'll give that a shot. I'll take a look at it. Um, Peter B says they can't all be hitters. That is true. That is absolutely true. Let's see. Uh, what do we have here? What do we have here? Uh, Keith J. from uh, Massachusetts said, I had a hidden barn on Sealbox, and it sold out while in my cart. Yikes. That is that is tough. Uh, by the Wilson, is there a batch number? I have batch 7. I'm about to revisit. So the batch number on the Broken Barrel, uh, cast drink. I'm not seeing the, where the batch number is. I don't see a batch number here, but you know if you if you happen to, I think yeah that's not I, I can't find the batch number, uh, but if if there is a if, if it's in a particular location and I'm just not seeing it, I'll look here one more time. I don't, don't see any batch numbers. Oh well. All right, so everybody, get those questions in. If you have any questions for me, uh, keep it coming in tonight. Once again, I, I really do want to make sure that I give this as much attention as I possibly can tonight. We are doing the Kentucky Bourbon Benefit uh, again. You know, last time we raised three point four million dollars on the three point four million dollars for the tornado relief uh, for the tornado relief in Western Kentucky. And it is uh, it's being reactivated for the flood victims in eastern Kentucky. I wish we didn't have to do this, but we are. And the Burma community is so generous, has so much love out there for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. You've got uh, Smooth Ambler in West Virginia donating. You've got Nevada's uh, Smoke Wagon donating stuff. Um, you know, but some of the headliners are there's a new Riff Eight Year Barrel on up for auction, and then there is a, a Willet uh, Ten Year. So. Lots of exciting stuff. Going to be a lot of things in your price range that you can uh, check out as well. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. Check out kybourbonbenefit.com. Okay, so now it looks like uh, there is a little on the yellow strip. It says what batch number it is. I'm not seeing a batch number here on my broken barrel. So maybe, maybe I ripped it off. So... My apologies there, but you know this is the this is the bottle that I have, the uh, standard uh, 115 proof. Uh, so I do not know the batch number. Lots of comments in here about hidden barn. Uh, Copper Wolf 87 says they were able to snag a bottle. So now I'm going to go ahead and jump into uh, Barrel Bourbon, Batch 33. 
fucking shit. I keep... What is wrong with me? I mean, I'm losing my eyesight. I can't pour for shit. I mean... I don't even have any anything I can wipe that up with. There we go. Here's a little sponge. Got a little sponge left over from my camera kit. There we go. There we go. I'm having some issues tonight, folks. I'm spilling all over myself. Um. Anyway, so I am. I'm about to do this in uh, a really cool Glencairn. Um. And that's from the C4 Foundation, which is some na- which is Navy SEALs. I am um, I've done a lot of charities over the years. Uh, we raised a couple hundred thousand for the C4 Foundation, and they gave me this amazing um, amazing trident with uh, some uh, honorary awards on there. I also have a Navy SEAL coin that you know I keep by my side from uh, from a viewer. I'm a big fan of Navy SEALs and all special forces. I spent when I was in Iraq, I spent a lot of time with the the 5th group. Um those folks are just of a different they're cut from a different cloth, man. They are different. Different in a good way. They're fucking heroes is what they are. So all right, so I'm going to have the barrel of uh, 33. Now, one of the things about barrel is that I believe that their whiskey is better at young ages. I think they are really great blenders. And they put age statements on everything. And to have an age statement in all spirits to come in the United States, the age statement must be the number, the year of the youngest barrel in the batch. And this one right here, batch 33, has uh, barrels that are nine, seven, six, and five years old. Now, they are not required by law to put the age statement on this particular label. But as you can see, they put five years on there. To me, that's a nod of transparency. That's good. We want to see those. Uh, we want to see those um, age statements on bottles. It helps us understand what we might be tasting. But there's a metallic note I get in some of the older, uh, you call them the gray labels, the gold labels. I get like a metallic note in some of the older ones. I don't get that in their younger versions. I think Barrel, Trip Stimson, uh, uh, Nikki, Nick, uh, Joe Beatrice, I think they are some of the best blenders, not just in the United States, but in the country. And they have a particular flavor profile they shoot for. And I think they hit on all cylinders when it's a five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old. Nine, year, nine year old. The older ones, when it's 10 to 15, uh, to me, those those have been really hit and miss for me. So let's, sto- let's go on the uh, batch 33. That All that being said, the fact is that's my palate. Taste for yourself, just like with the Broken Barrel, just like with the K-Luke. Do not listen to me as like this is it. You know, you got to taste for yourself. Go to a bar, listen to other tasters, you know, and uh, you know, make your own decision. Ooh, a little honey, little walnut. And is that what I think it is? Is that what I think it is? Marzipan. I smell some marzipan right on up in there. Mm. 
Oh, man. This smells beautiful. I'm sorry, what? What'd you say? Oh my god! Oh! Man! Oh my god, that is good! Mmm! So, Barrel Batch 11 is like an orange creamsicle. Like an orange creamsicle followed by Cool Whip, Marzipan, um, some kind of spice. I can't figure out what this spice is. It's the same damn spice that I got in that New Riff Malted Rye a year ago that I could never figure out. It's in I think it's 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 in the Indian profile of spices and I just cannot figure that fucking note out. Drives me crazy. Mm. Oh my god. I need a moment. Excuse me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is an exciting year for American whiskey. I have tasted a lot of great stuff. That uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company, Discovery Batch 9, uh, the Jack Daniels Triple Mash. Um, I'm a big fan of... uh, of some of the stuff coming out of MGP that independent bottlers are doing, like Nashville Barrel. But there's there's a bottler in um, there's a bottler in Texas um, that's doing something is doing something with the rye, the cash strength rye. I've bought three bottles of it. It's called Goat Cash Strength Rye. It's just coming out of MGP. I don't I, I don't know. I really even haven't even talked to them. Uh, they're friends of mine, Chris Hart and Randy Sullivan, Randall Sullivan. But they have uh, they've been doing really good releases. But there's so much good whiskey coming out, and now you throw in like K. Luke and some of these other blends. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Kenny and Ryan from Bourbon Pursuit. I can never, I cannot formally review their stuff because we're business partners on the podcast. I'm not affiliated. I'm not affiliated whatsoever with uh with uh, pursuit pursuit united but i'm just telling you like they've been crushing it like the whiskeys they're putting out are fantastic um there's just so much good whiskey out and at some point you know you have to ask the question um you have to ask the question do you do we have enough consumers to buy it all <laughs> i mean there's so much good whiskey out right now. There's also a shit ton of shit. Like it's so there's the separation between good and bad is it's getting further out. Like the good distillers and good bottlers continue doing good things and the shit whiskey makers continue making shit. 
I suppose that's just life. All right, here we go. One, one last touch, taste on batch 33. I'm telling you, um, this is just too friggin' amazing. Mm. There's there's like a little star fruit on that for that last tasting. That's delicious. I'm going to go in and um, see if there's any questions. Hey, Robert Shea in the house. Good to see you, Robert. Thanks for coming on over here. Big Whiskey says, haven't heard marzipan in a while. That is true. You know, the marzipan has been absent, but Barrel is one of the... They are always bringing marzipan to my palate. Um, I'd say them more so than anybody else. Um, Mash and Drum's going to be tasting this tonight, so make sure you all head on over to Mash and Drum at 9 o'clock to watch uh, his live stream. I'll be in the uh, in the chat. Brendan Hogan, which, by the way, Brendan and I, uh, Brendan's got a charity. You know, you see him in the, you see him in the chat. Uh, Brendan's got a charity in remembrance of his daughter, uh, that I will be helping him with. We're going to find out if we can uh, actually make it a YouTube-approved YouTube, uh, YouTube approved, uh, charity, and I'm going to plug this channel to raise some money there. And, Brendan, if you'd like to put it in the chat, uh, what that charity is, please feel free to do that. Um, Greg Harris says, uh, do you need a minute to be alone? Look, I, I would actually have liked a minute uh, to be alone, but... I don't think you would have uh, really enjoyed looking at the empty space, uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was so friggin' good. Oh my god, it was so good. And then somebody asked me, um, "Would I like a cigarette?" Actually, I'm gonna take this barrel batch thirty three. I'm gonna get a Romeo and Julieta from my from my humidor. I'm going to, you know, slice that thing up, put a cigar drill in it, and I'm going to smoke the fuck out of that thing and pair it with this because I think this is an that'd be the most awesome pairing ever. And yes, I will take a picture and put it on Instagram. So there. <laughs> uh Peter B, maybe you need to do a barrel drink through uh for recent batches. That's a good idea, Peter. That's a good idea. I like that. I like that. I'll do that. Uh, Robert Shea says, living the best life. Living the best life. I love to hear that. Drinking a new Lou Double Oaked at the moment and played golf today. What'd you shoot, Robert? I'd like to know what you shot. And by the way, just to follow up to Brendan's, can I get a some bitch? Some bitch. That is good. Although it left me rather speechless more than a some bitch. So, yeah. Uh, Sars, uh, I don't know which Romeo Julieta, but I've got it in my head. I think it actually, I, I don't know which one it'll be. I don't know which one it'll be, but I got it in my head, but it'll be based on smell, based on smell. Uh, all right. So let's take, uh, let's take a look at what I would say our headliner for the night is, and that is Garrison Brothers. The Guadalupe um, port finish. So you're looking at uh, Texas bourbon. So Texas uh, Texas bourbon is, I, I really think, and, you know, I really think that we need to be paying 
a lot of attention to Texas right now. Texas's environment, the amount of heat that they get, the humidity they get, the way their warehouses uh, are kind of skinned and the way they cycle air through, um, the dustiness in some of the areas. I, I think we're going to be getting whiskey flavors out of Texas that we will not be getting anywhere else or ever have had before. And I think that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. And I think it's also going to build uh, legions of fans. Of course, anything made in Texas, they're like, well, I got it's made in Texas, so it's better. It's just the attitude of Texas. Look, I grew up in Oklahoma. I don't know if you know this, but there's a bit of a rivalry between Texas and Oklahoma. There was even a meme uh, that came out today. It ended up on my YouTube or my uh, Instagram feed. Someone shared it with me, and was and it was like a cow just uh, away, uh, alone in the wilderness from like something like "We're sorry that you're stuck in Oklahoma and not in Texas" or something like that. I was like, "Fuck you." But Texans, I love Texas. I love Texans. Sports-wise, I'm actually a big Aggies fan. Like, after Oklahoma State, that's probably who I root for. Um, The Longhorns, eh, whatever. But, uh, you know, that's sports. That's how everybody is, right? But Texas, the the Oklahoma-Texas rivalry, it's a very real thing. And it it goes to water rights, oil stuff. It goes to so much shit. But... I think there's some ingredients, some things happening in Texas that everybody should be paying attention to. Garrison Brothers is at the forefront of that, you know, so they're very important to the overall story of all of American whiskey. There's a reason why we named them, uh, you know, Best Craft Distiller, the American Spirits Council of Tasters. It's right here. My Ascot Awards. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why uh, this product won. Um, this one, like best barrel finish, um, you know, and did so well this year, and they got noted as like a uh, best craft distiller. There's a reason for that, you know. They're doing great stuff at Garrison Brothers, you know. They were the, they were really, you know. Everyone's talking about sweet mashing today, but they're really the first company that I can think of that put on the vest and said we sweet mash and we're beating their chest. And uh, I gotta say. You know, that was brave to do back then. And now here they are. This product, uh, it sells for 500 to $800 at liquor stores. So and I know it goes for crazy on, um, on, on the secondary market. And I got to say, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Jeff. Jeff here, fellow Oklahoma State. Go Pokes. Uh, big, big fan. Big, big fan of Oklahoma State. This is going to be a good year for us. I'd also like to know where you went to school, what school you're rooting for this year in uh, in football. You know, do you think you got a shot? And if you're in the Big Ten, holy shit, you guys got a lot of money for, uh, you know, for that TV deal. Holy crap, that's a lot of money. Yeah, shout out to Iron Root, Balconis, all the Texas distillers, TX Whiskey. There's a lot of good stuff happening in uh, still Austin. A lot of good stuff happening in Texas. But here we are, what I think is the headliner of tonight, um, the Garrison Brothers port finish, the Guadalupe. It is uh, Guadalupe. It is a four to six year Texas Texas straight bourbon that that is then taken and aged for two additional years in a uh, in a port cask. And I got my first down vote. When I started talking shit on Texas uh, Longhorns. So I don't think that is a coincidence. 
Here we go. Ooh, my God. It smells so good. A.W. says uh, Stanford has no shot. That's true. Um, Danny says, not a fan of Garrison Brothers uh, Cowboy Bourbon, but I did try some of their stuff. That was pretty decent. All right. All right. I dig that. So it's very fruity. Uh, lots of... Um, lots of... Um, and what's that? What's the fruit like? Um, what the hell is that damn fruit? Plum. Lots of plum notes. Actually, I just I want to say it's like a plum and apricot bomb. Maybe some prunes. Okay, Eric. Uh, Eric's coming in here saying boomer sooner. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, I've never blocked anybody on this channel, but yeah, I might just have to go and do that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, the question coming in from uh, Copper Wolf, has anyone else had still Austin cash strength that's been open for a while and only get uh, potent nutmeg out of it? Ooh, that sounds like a bit of an experiment there. I'll have to check that out. I actually do have something that's been open for a while. I'll have to go check that out, see see if that's the case. Ace Bread. Fred, thanks for the recent uh, Davies County French Oak suggestion in one of your videos. Lots of other YouTube channels didn't uh, think too highly of it, and I ended up really enjoying it. You know, that's how it is, Ace. You know, uh, everyone has a different palette, and that's okay. That's good. We can't all be the same, right? So I think it, the, the key here is to taste for yourself, you know. Um, try it at a bar. Listen to people from time to time. But really, it's about your experience. It's not, It's not. Um, I can't tell you what to taste or what you should taste. I can only tell you what I'm tasting and give you my thoughts. So, you know, use me as a, as, as a helper from time to time. But at the end of the day, it's still your money. It's still your choice. Let's see. Okay. Yes, Robert Shea, give us your college football team. Want to know? Jeff is trying to encourage me to block the uh, uh, the sooner, the sooner on here. Oh boy, I should not have started it. Here we go. All right. So a lot of fruit here on the nose. Getting to the palate. This is just so fruity, so fruity. There's some spice there, but I mean, if if I could dare to say, it's like a fruit cake, like a good fruit cake that you would get during Christmas. There's some nuts in there. There's the raisins. There's like you know, grapey, um, but the plum, the apricot. It's just it's really fruity, and like it, it's so dark look how dark that is you know that's all of the um that's all that's all from the barrels that's all from the barrels there in texas you know the the humidity look at that that's so dark it's crazy
after after like a like a cadre of like fruit uh really get a lot of um like cayenne pepper maybe like a hatch chili uh or maybe like a, a salsa verde kind of note like the three very different types of spice but all kind of fruity in their own way i think uh, the, the the fruit in this is so overpowering um if you have a fruit tooth, this is going to be right up your alley. But it's definitely not tracing like a Kentucky bourbon. It's not tracing like um, a traditional, even like a traditional port finished bourbon. This is, um, it's unique. It, it In a word, it's very unique. And it's damn friggin' good. Damn friggin' good. Mm. Ooh, I have one, I'm going to have a one more taste here. Frankly speaking, says maple syrup. I don't quite feel um, a maple syrup, but not too far off from that kind of like note would be like a toffee, um, like a like the little round toffees that you get, you know, hard hard candy toffee, not taffy, but toffee, and I I get that, and it's maybe even like maybe even like a little coffee note in that as well really really good tim cornet says malcolm rodriguez from osu is doing really well at the lions training camp did you kept catch him on hard knocks last night he had a special rookie dance Ooh, i gotta watch that look when malcolm rodriguez uh slipped to the third round i was like you know that's this that's the steal of the draft that guy uh i think he went third round right that guy is an absolute stud but the biggest like he's his heart is twice the size of him and he's an intelligent player intelligent player cannot wait to see him play i actually he may actually convert me into being a lions fan because right now i don't have a team i really root for you know um so i really really am a huge rodriguez fan So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and pick a favorite for the night. We we can say for certain that the the broken barrel is out. I'm not uh, I'm not discounting broken barrel. If you like them, uh, by no means am I talking shit on your palate or anything like that. I just that thing was way too woody for me. Way too over oaked. Way too much wood. Uh, just just overloaded my nose and palate and just not going to be in the running tonight. I do want to, I do want to revisit the K Luke because I think the K Luke one has potential to really, really get on the, really get going. After retasting that K Luke, I like it even more. There's a prominent uh, vanilla there that I don't think I was as explicit about before, but it is just beautiful. I'm going to go to the barrel, batch 33.
can't believe I'm saying this, but K. Luke is just kind of going neck and neck with that barrel. Barrel 33, just, it, you know, it's still all up on me. But I feel like that K. Luke is like saying, what's up? I'm here. Let's go. All right, then I'm going to go to the Garrison Brothers. It's almost not even fair to have this tasting like this because the Garrison Brothers, the Garrison Brothers uh, Guadalupe is is so different. Um, it almost shouldn't even be competing against, you know. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and set this off to the side. But I think that could win Whiskey of the Year in like a blind tasting. It, you just If you have the right set of judges, it's going to win Whiskey of the Year. If when it goes up against other stuff, um, tonight I really want to focus on the K Luke and the barrel. See which one is going to be my to be my champion of August tenth. But the um, the Garrison brothers, um. That batch of uh, Guadalupe, the 2022, it is special, and there is no, there is no other way to put it. But I don't really, I don't really want to taste it in comparison to the other two, because I got to figure out which of these two I like better, and then I will taste the winner of that in comparison. And do my do my processes there. So uh, I didn't think that I would be bringing the K Luke back into the running, but it's so damn good. It's staying on the palate so long that I feel like it's kind of neck and neck with the barrel. It's times like this that I realize how lucky I am. I get to taste whiskey for a living, you know? Oh, man. That is so good. How I'm going to put this is going to come off a little weird. I think most people will like K. Luke over Barrel of Bourbon Batch 33. I think most people will find that the the spiciness resonates on the palate more. There's some, a lot of complication there. It feels really good. It's moving all over the palate. Um, I I tend to lean toward I tend to lean toward a couple notes when I find it, and it's dangerous when preference can take over in like a tasting. And I don't want to say that's what's happening here. Because I'm trying to not let it happen, but I personally love the style of Batch 33. From a professional tasting perspective, I think K. Luke is a really well-done presentation of an American whiskey blend of this style. And I think in competition, K. Luke beats 
um, batch 33. But in my home, for my personal preference, what am I grabbing to have cigars with? What am I sipping with my wife on a date night? I'm probably picking batch 33 over K. Luke. So now what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to eliminate as much bias as I can. I'm rinse my palate here. And I'm just going to leave it to, uh, I'm just going to leave it to the finish. Um, cause I found, I found that both of these are pretty equal on parts of the palette. So it, both of them hit about the same amount of places of the palette. So now I'm just going to focus on how long does it finish, you know, and go from there. And I'm actually going to do a timer on that. Can you all handle a timer with me? It's been a while since so I've done one of these. All right, so we're going to do a timer right here. Okay, we're going to start with the the uh, K Luke. And there we have it. We have uh, we have a 45 second finish with the K Luke. 45 second uh, finish is a, is a pretty pretty good finish. Uh, that would be considered a long finish. So 45 seconds to K Luke. Okay, let me rinse my palate. And for those. Um, who are new uh, to the channel? Back in the old days, I would uh, I would do this almost every uh, almost every tasting. I would do like a like a timer uh, over who would who would finish uh, you know better, who would finish longer. And um, it, I, I realize it's ridiculous. I do. It is ridiculous. But at the end of the day, I really do try to go through these links to pick what I like the most so uh here we go this is barrel 
And by about two seconds, by two seconds, the K Luke beats the barrel 33. K Luke beats barrel 33 on finish. And I have to tell you all that this is this is the part of professional tasting that is often hard to describe. It's often hard for people to comprehend or understand. But I'm going to be very blunt. I prefer barrel 33 for my personal palate. But when I am tasting professionally, I try not to have my personal preferences in the tasting. Sometimes that happens, and yes, I'm human. Uh, tasting is subjective, but if you follow like your tongue and the nose and the number of flavors and things like that, uh, you do um, you do like try to focus on that. So there's actual things that you can you can count on your tongue versus like, oh, I like this better than I like that. Mmm, that's so good. I mean, you all saw how I reacted to 33, and you know how much uh, I really, really, really love that one. And I would say on a personal list, 33 is uh, is ranking above K. Luke. And even in a blind tasting, it may still beat it. I mean, for my tasting here, it you know, K. Luke uh, beats it on a finish by two seconds. You know? Who's to say tomorrow uh, Barrel 33 doesn't finish, uh, you know, longer for me? I, I think that is the that is the quintessential thing about being a taster is that you, you do your best, you try to eliminate the prejudices that you have and the things that you like, and you just taste. And so for that, in this little taste-off, uh, K. Luke is your winner. And so now I will do... A um, a much different kind of tasting up against the Garrison Brothers. So the nose aren't even comparable. You got you got a fruit bomb and then you got a spice bomb. Um, you know, if an alien were come, if an alien were to come down and you would explain to them what whiskey was and they would smell these two whiskeys, they would think you're freaking crazy. Because they're so far apart, they couldn't possibly be of the same origin. Hey, Biking Bourbon's in the house. Welcome, Biking Bourbon. Good to see you here. If uh, For those just joining us, uh, we have a taste-off for my favorite of the evening in terms of uh, a tasting, uh, and that is the Garrison Brothers uh, Guadalupe versus the, uh, the K. Luke, the blended straight bourbon whiskey from the House of Mesana, whose retail store I screwed up and said it was someone else's. But uh, I meant no disrespect.
The Garrison Brothers is like if you had the finest form, if you had the finest fruits. So imagine the very best plums, the very best apricots, um, and you condense that down into like Fruit Loops, like a cereal. And you you, you had that like um, you had the cereal, and then you had the milk left over, and there's all that all that flavor still left in the milk, all that sugar in there. And you put, you just drank that like uh, cereal milk. You just felt it all over your tongue. That's how Garrison, this Garrison Brothers is on my tongue. It's all over my tongue. It is absolutely everywhere. It's freaking phenomenal. It is a hard one to put in a category of, of whiskey because you find yourself asking yourself in the back of your mind or you're like, is this really a whiskey? What is this? Because it's 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 a foreign flavor profile. But damn, is it good? Now I'm going to the K Luke. K Luke is definitely going to be more of a traditional uh, bourbon. Oh, man, it's good. It's amazing. It was like the first thing I tasted, and I would end up warming up to it, and really, wow. I'm going to throw it out there that um, going back to the personal preference thing, um, I find that the K. Luke is probably going to fall a little bit more in my personal preference, but there's just something happening with the Garrison Brothers, the Guadalupe, in my mouth. Like It hits my tongue. It hits my the top of my palate. It's drenching down the jaw lines, curling underneath my tongue. It's got such amazing... Uh, palate penetration all over the tongue, and then I feel it on the way down. Remember, you have taste receptors in your throat as well as your belly. So when you feel something, that's not necessarily the burn. That's like you know you can really feel flavor as it's coming down. Uh, to me, the Garrison Brothers uh, pour tonight is is the winner. But that you know going to what my personal preference would be between the two, what I would be drinking on a normal night, would be the K. Luke. Um, but Garrison Brothers, from a from a vantage point of a professional taster, from tasting uh, like I would in competition, the Garrison Brothers would be your winner. One other whiskey, I will not be tasting it here, but I have a video that will be dropping shortly after, shortly after this live stream. Uh, I tasted this. Uh, this uh, Louisiana rice whiskey. I tasted this Louisiana rice whiskey earlier, uh, and that will be dropping um, as well. But like I was saying earlier, there's so many good American whiskeys hitting 
hitting the market. It's just you, you got to check him out. There's so much good stuff hitting. So um, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get into the the questions. Uh, and, but by the way, huge uh, shout out to uh, Garrison Brothers. How about that? And then also, I want to say, K. Luke in the debut, looking good. Uh, barrel, I love you. This barrel batch thirty-three. This is the one that I think I would be drinking the most at home. This would be like a daily drinker for me. Uh, this is uh, this is the this is it. But uh, I see we have a good friend in the chat. An Ascot taster, one of the one of the judges of the American Spirits Councils of Tasters, your whiskey champion, your best whiskey taster in the world. I forget what they called it, but Matt is a, an amazing human being and great taster. ADHD whiskey in the house. Got Mash and Drum in the house too. I think Mash and Drum might actually be heading over to his channel to get ready for his live stream, which is coming up at nine. I hope you do check that out. Uh, hope everyone is well. Let's go. Uh, Let's uh, let's see if we have any questions. I'm going to be signing off here in a bit, but if you have uh, some questions, uh, put them in the chat. Don't forget, I have the Louisiana Rice Whiskey JT Melick uh, dropping here pretty soon. Uh, let's see here, uh, Kevin Barber, can you do a side by side to show the colors of the whiskey? Oh yeah, sorry, I did not uh, I did not do that earlier. Yeah, they're both pretty dark, but you can see the uh, yeah, the light is not as uh, good as you might think. But you can see the darkness uh, belongs to the Garrison Brothers. Okay. Uh, K-Dog says, love the tasting lessons. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Jerry Garcia, I'm sitting here looking for K-Luke on my shelf, waiting for folks to pounce. Like it. I like that a lot. That's awesome. Um, Doug Pendleton, my boy Doug in the house. Doug just started a new job. Hope he's well with that. And cigars, if there's enough left. Yeah, we're going to be smoking some cigars tonight. Jack and I are anyway. Okay, let's see. Um, Kevin, if I do... Kevin's going to be sharing whiskey with everyone on the chat. That's pretty daggum cool. That's pretty cool. A.W. says, Fred, if that is a cash strength pick of K. Luke, is it a blend or is it just one of the barrels they had on hand? Uh, look, I got I got this note as batch one. This is batch one of, uh, of K. Luke, of their cash strength. So that's what I have it being. Uh, I don't have any other notations. So mm. Uh, Frank says, when is your seal box pick of juke joint coming? Uh, that has already dropped, Frank. That, I think, got sold out within a day. So it already dropped. Clifford says, the the uh, Garrison Brothers had a nice dark and red color. Yes, it did. If you haven't already, click that, uh, that like button. Let, help me get to 100 likes for the night. It will be, it will be much appreciated. And uh, if you haven't already, click the subscribe button. I'm going to be wrapping it up here. Please get a, any of those last questions in. Uh, Damian McCormick says, asked if I'm going to be judging a blendageddon or participating. I will absolutely judge. Uh, I'd happy to happy to do that with Jason. 
you know, he does such a good job with that. I think that's so much fun for sure. Uh, you know, Travis uh, in the house, Travis Robinson. Good to see you, Travis. Let's see who else is in the house. I haven't given a shout out to yet. Big Vic's Backyard BS. That is a name. That is a mouthful. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Peter B. says, perfect night for cigars. Having one tonight with his barrel 23. Well, I'm going to get you by 10. I will have barrel 33 with my Romeo and Julieta coming up here very, very soon. All right. I got to 100 likes. We're at 103. Right on. Thank you all for doing that. I appreciate that. And I, I do apologize for not getting to you all uh, sooner. Base of all, I uh, appreciate you uh, uh, for saying that. Uh, I think everyone can appreciate and, re- and respect the fact that, you know, I, I, I was very open and told you all I was having to take a break because we lost my father-in-law. Uh, I just kind of reassessed some priorities and, and um, and you know, try to spend as much time with family as I could. And, well, my recordings, I think I've been pretty consistent with my recordings I have lagged on the live streams, but I think I think this time slot I might be able to do it because I can still kiss my kids goodnight. I can still see uh, see everyone before they go to bed at home. So I appreciate everyone's support. Um, always love you guys, and uh, you all know what this YouTube community means to me, even if I do not live stream all the time. And I know if you're a member, you really, really are getting neglected. I owe you all so much, but uh, thank you all for uh, for tuning in. A lot of good things ahead. Um, make sure you go to fredminnick.com. If you would like to get a Fred Minnick Show sticker, hit the contact button and let me know your address. I will send you a sticker. Sometimes people give me false addresses and they get returned or they give me the wrong address or something and they get returned. So make sure you give me the real address uh, for your home. And use your sticker however you like. Just don't use it in criminal activity. That's not good. It's not cool. But uh, I appreciate you all so much. Uh, You all are the best. Be safe out there. Remember, no licking handrails, no licking trash cans. And vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. Bye.